welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is episode number. It is number one twenty, but I don't. I'm not quite sure because we've we've already done a one twenty before. So this is probably going to be one twenty A, and the other one will be one twenty B. Um, this will make sense if I if I get my release schedules on the go properly, which probably won't happen. Um, you're here with your your host. A confused and perplexed Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also joined by Mr. Matthew Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello. Hey. Oh, it's it feels like home. It feels it like does. home because uh, as I uh, as I pre pre preceded this uh, podcast with uh, mention of the uh, the podcast that we did. That was in a car. It was sat in a steamy, horrible... I mean, the car was lovely, but like not an ideal situation to be podcasting in. And now I'm sitting in my lovely red chair. I've got me drink next to me. And I've got, I've got a little, little uh, sparkly dolphin booklet uh, full of notes. I feel, I feel safe. I feel warm. This is... This is home. This is podcasting home. Oh, how are you, Matt? You all right? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I've had a day off work today, so I'm nice and kind of relaxed for a change. That's uh... As opposed to, like, finishing work and thinking, right, I've got an hour to get home, get myself a drink, and sit in front of my computer and hope it turns on in time. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've got to admit, it's, it's seeming less and less likely that my computer's going to be playing ball. Uh, as as the weeks go on, and I don't know what I'm gonna do when my computer gives up the ghost. So uh, we might just have uh, it. Might just be like a written podcast, um, if that happens. Just have to do it like the text format. Go 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 back to the late nineties and have a blog pass, a blogcast. Yeah, a little little bit like the uh, the beta newsletter, and just every week we <laughs> release it as a, as an email thread. Oh, that'd be that'd be delightfully re- retro, wouldn't it? It would. That's making me really show my age as well. But that's that's what that's what Fridays used to be for me. Get on MSN Messenger, read the yep. beta newsletter, and uh, chat to all the people who I could probably have gone to visit if I weren't so lazy. Yeah, and you probably saw them like three hours ago at school. Yeah, it was exactly that, yeah. I'd go directly from like slacking off at school and not doing the work whilst chatting to them, go home, slap myself on Messenger, chat to them again. And it would and not do your homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, I, I really remember it being very much like... Uh, the like the modern equivalent would be when you're sitting up, at, like sitting, like about eight o'clock at night. You've you've done all of everything that you need to do. There's some crap telly on, and you've got you've got your mobile in your hands, and you you go you go on Facebook. But it's nothing's changed since the last time you checked it, which was tw- like ten minutes ago, and you're just scrolling through it. Because you feel like there's there's this ingrained sense of you actually needing to do it. So you're just sitting there scrolling through it and you think, nah, 
there's nothing new. I'm I'm gonna turn it off. And then, and then five minutes later, you're doing exactly the same thing. You find yourself doing exactly the same. Thing. MSN was exactly like that. You'd pop up like the same people pop up. We've been up to oh, not much. But you, yeah, not much. Wait, what you doing? No, just chilling. And it'd just be that that kind of <laughs> mundane cycle instead of actually doing stuff to, you know, better yourself or like learning things. You, you'd just be... I mean, occasionally, I'd, I'd do it whilst having a guitar on my lap, which is why oh, I, I learned more than just basic chords. Um, but it was, it was just... It was the, the kind of early 2000s equivalent of scrolling through Facebook mindlessly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had the same kind of experiences. I'm slightly younger than you, not too much, but we had Bebo on the go as well as Facebook Messenger, sorry, as well as MSN Messenger yeah. at the same time. But yeah, yeah oh, it, was, it was all just monotonous shit. <laughs> yeah, shit, mate. Like, it, yeah, you've brought back it because it was MySpace. It was the MySpace uh, generation. Like, once... Uh, like you'd have your MSN open, but you, then you'd you'd scroll through MySpace, and like maybe someone up, would update their their photo or their their fucking oh their 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 homepage music, which was so intrusive that when you click clicked on their homepage, it would just blast a song at you. <laughs> oh yeah, and those were the days. Yeah, that kids is what the internet used to be like. Yeah, it hasn't changed at all. Um, yeah, like, it just wasn't called Facebook. It was just called either MySpace or Bebo or just... Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was the same experience. It was just spread out over three different places rather than all being centralised in Facebook, weren't it? Yeah, exactly then, that. It was... <laughs> yeah, it was It was just a... It was, we all had the same things to do. It, we just also had... The slowest internet connection in the world because I didn't get broadband until I was sixteen. So you used to have to plug in. You you didn't plug into a. There was no router. You you plugged yeah you plugged a, into a cable the phone line, into yeah. your modem in the back of your PC, which you you won't know what a modem is. You, you, you get that like yeah you get that horrible. Beep beep. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh man. And this is where we're going to polarise our audience here. We're going to have, like, 50% of the, the guys out there who are just, like, they're getting, like, fond flashbacks of, of that sound that we just did. Because we, we absolutely nailed it there, Matthew. We absolutely nailed it. <laughs> uh, and then you're going to get you're going to get the people who are, like, under 25 and are going, what are these fucking old people doing? <laughs> like... I know that what have they taken before they started this cast? Yeah, it's 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 this kind of conversation, which is the thing that will spur Stuart Tate to get in the Facebook group and post uh, one of his favourite pictures, which is Abe Simpson, old man shouts at Cloud, and it's, he's gonna he's he's probably already there. So <laughs> take that, Stuart. Yeah, we knew it was coming. Yeah. That's it. Oh. So what have you been up to? We'll, we'll do it a different way around this time. What have you been up to this week, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap? Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've done shitloads. Absolutely shitloads. That's why I was going to do it 
the normal way rend where we where we do your stuff. Um, but I tell you, I tell you what I will do. I'll uh, I'll I'll give a a quick quick what I've been up to. We'll we'll back back and forth. Let's see, let's do it that way. So we we break it up a little bit. So I will start. Um, what have I done? Um, yeah, okay. I've done loads of things. What have I done? And that's it. Yeah, I'm just trying to trying to figure out what what order I've got it in because of <laughs> like five minutes before I logged on to <laughs> Hangouts, I wrote this. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you the preparation that goes into this. Um, so, the when this podcast comes out, um, two weeks ago, there was three uh, three videos drop within three days uh, that included me. Uh, so that's that's part of what I've been busy. Um, one of those videos, the first video to drop was. Um, a video that I've been promising to do for a while and uh, kind of plucked up the courage to do so, um, which is the um, the Tate effects Raise the Dead. Um, so I've got a, um, a version one um, Raise the Dead in a custom enclosure. Um, and I... Um, I was intimidated by the the, the prospect uh, of doing this pedal because it's such an awesome sounding pedal, um, but because it's one knob, it's it's a difficult thing to um, to to come up with a video that's that's entertaining because once you've done the sound because it does it does that like fuzz, the good the good sound of a fuzz face which is everything on eleven. Um, but once you've done that, it's it's difficult to then do more with it. Um, but so I kept I kept playing through the pedal and um, got inspired to write a kind of riff, riff rocky track because it is it's exactly that, isn't it? It's juvenile fun. Uh, the raise the dead, um, and then I showed showed off its versatility by doing like some cleaning it up with the volume knob and stuff. Um, and then I, I just I kind of um, I leaned fully into it and then like, got my Hendrix on by putting a Uda vibe in front of it and everything. Uh, so like, loads, of different, loads of different tones out of it. Um, and I, I actually really surprised myself how, how much versatility I, I could dig, dig out of this seemingly box of... Uh, Destructive noise. Um, yeah, and you, you've got one of those, haven't you, Matt? I do, and I love the thing. And as I've said in, in cast before, I like finding places where it probably doesn't belong and just using it anyway because it makes me smile. Um, yeah, in, including like the end of blues songs and stuff. I mean, I was I was tempted to to just have. Uh, have the the raise the dead sound in in obnoxious places like so so play like some pop songs and have like, the riff of the pop song just played through the raise the dead just inexplicably. Uh, but I thought it, um, lo- love machine by girls aloud it yeah. works a fucking treat. <laughs> yeah, but I thought I thought instead of doing that I'd uh, I'd use it for more more traditional uses. Should I say? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was the, the Raise the Dead video that came out, um, which got some 
um, some great response. Um, then the day afterwards, and this was not planned, um, due to a, a, a clerical error in YouTube, um, it released a video that I was uh, planning to have released tomorrow. No, uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. So, like a week and a day later. Yes, yeah. It actually released it the day after I uploaded it, which was a pain in the ass. Because by the time it released it, I was like, oh, well, I can't unrelease it now. The genie's out of the bottle, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so I just I just left it. And that was a, a, um, a video, uh, basically like a lesson video, showing you how to break out of box one of the pentatonic scale and kind of spread it across. Uh, I think so. It goes from being like f- the span of four frets and going like directly vertically up, up yeah. one box of the fretboard. It then kind of goes diagonally a little bit, and you s- end up spreading across eight frets. Um, Not nine frets, maybe even nine. Yeah, okay. I think it's nine because you go from three to twelve, I believe. Okay. Yes, yeah, because you, you were you were the A shape, weren't you? And you went yeah. A, and then you moved the minor yeah. third to fret yeah. three, and then the end of it, you can go right away up to fret twelve, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I've done it over the two octaves, and then says, and then we've got an extra string as well. So yeah, in fact, it is. There you go, nine frets. Um, which it just I found that little bit of information meant that. I could tie all of the other bits of information that I'd learned because I'd I'd learned bits of like box one and box two and box three, um, but never never learned how they link together. I could play them up and down, but it didn't really mean much. It wasn't very musical, and and using that that linking method, uh, it meant that I uh, I I could. Uh, like transition between the two, two or three boxes, in a in a more fluid way and a, a more musical way, um, and it expanded my musical vocabulary massively, just by learning that one little thing that, <laughs> just because they're written out like this, it doesn't mean you have to play them like that. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, I, f- I found it very useful. I, I I watched along and then I was like, I'm gonna have a, a bit of a play with this because although. I don't tend to stick to the boxes in the way that people write them. I I kind of learn the the octave shape and then move up and yeah. put your your ring finger so your first finger where your ring finger is and play the same shape. Obviously you've got to move down for the B string, but like just play like from octave one, start the, the exact same shape again yeah. and move down for the B and then Yeah, so you've but, almost got like three blocks of the yeah. the same octave, yeah. But then, then having your method kind of then link some of those boxes together in different ways, and then knowing the box shapes as well, you then can like link all of the three ways that I've ever learned to look at those scales, and also, and all of a sudden you've got like pretty much the entire fretboard to play with, and yeah, like yeah, different That's... kind of musicality and different ways to kind of link them all in. Yeah, yeah, and it, it I offend it. Even though the notes that you're using are the same, or the they're the same five notes that you're playing up and down the fretboard, having them in different like places 
have, like having your fingers fall in different shapes means that you naturally gravitate gravitate towards different licks in those areas as well. And it yeah, I mean, even even just playing the same note with a different finger, you're either more likely to use vibrato or bend or slide or like if I'm using my first finger, I tend to use a lot of vibrato. I don't tend to use a lot of vibrato with my third finger or my fourth or my, or my ring finger. Whereas, like, if if you move a note that used to be under my ring finger and is now yeah. under my, like, uh, my yeah. first finger, I'm doing different things with it. And then I'm also linking it to different notes rather than just, like, always playing three, then four. Like, it's now easier to link three and five together or whatever, um, just to kind of get different sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I've brought the shit out of everything. <laughs> like, no, no note is safe. I mean, you, you, we were talking actually just before the cast, and you you had pointed out that you uh, you'd watched the Raise the Dead video, and you're like, "Did you record the the audio for that separately to the video?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I did," <laughs> uh, because in the in the video, it's played very straight, but on the uh, on the track, there's loads and loads of vibrato. Yeah, there's uh, vibrato all over the place. And there's one point where in the video you're playing a chord and on the track you're playing a single note. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? No. Like most most of it you can't tell at all. There's just a couple of bits where you've got like your ring fingers just sat there and you, the notes wobbling a bit. And yeah. then, yeah, there's just one bit where there's like a couple of single notes and you're there strumming a chord. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, this was my first foray into... Like recording directly into the uh, uh, in into the because I, I what I'd usually do is record uh, record the audio of my uh, of my amp going through my phone and then like add any tracks that needed to go after that. Whereas I was recording through my uh, in fact through what I'm using right now through Reaper. Um, so I rec- recorded my audio into Reaper and then synced up tracks with it. Uh, which, I mean, the audio turned out fantastically, but uh, yeah, as you say, the uh, the video may have needed some <laughs> some slight tweaking. And so what what I've started doing is recording both audio and video at the same time, so they will sync up. So it's exactly the same thing that I'm playing. Yeah, but so hey. you're recording the video with your phone and the audio with your computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because the the phone audio, um, I mean, it's not terrible. Don't get me wrong; it's it's much better than it was ten years ago. Um, but it's it's never going to be as uh, as good as a microphone in front of an amp. Or uh, I'm using like preamps into uh, impulse responses these days because they don't wake children. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, yeah, that's that's worked out pretty well. Uh, I've been it, it says it in the in the video descriptions, but I've been using the Celestian um, impulse responses, which I can cannot recommend highly enough. They sound fantastic, um, and in fact, they actually give you some free ones uh, if you sign up to their newsletter. You get um, I think it's a bunch of vintage thirties, like. A, of vintage 30 impulse responses so the ones you want yeah yeah like, yeah. i mean you are you either want a cream back a green back 
or a vintage 30. Those, yeah. those would be the three that I'd want. Well, I mean, from Celestian, there's a bunch. You could do the, the Alnico Blue, the Alnico Gold. Yeah, the, I mean, those people rave cool. over them. I'm not a big fan. Yeah, but it, yeah it, but it gives you a different different flavor because they're more kind of chimey, aren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah very where, much. Whereas the green backs uh, tend to um, smoothen out the top end because they pair really well with marshals, which if you run marshals through anything other than greenbacks or vintage 30s, you'll find that they're very fizzy at the top end. And and yep. the, uh, the the greenbacks tend to smoothen that out. Um, but yeah, so I got I got some Celestian. I got um, I got a vintage thirty, um, a vintage thirty, like a bunch of vintage thirty impulse responses, and I've got a greenback response from somewhere. I think that's what I use. I use them in in a pair because they pair quite nicely. Yeah, and I got them really fancy. Considering my my actual amp, this the one that sat next to me is a Black Star HT5 with the stock speaker, which is they 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 really get ragged on the uh, the Black Stars because they've they've either got the eight twenty the seventy eighty is the twelve inch version, or I think I think this one's called the Super Eight, which is like the eight inch version of that. Yeah. Uh, I think they they work really well with the Black Star stuff. They sound fine, uh, but people rag on them something rotten. I think that's that's just the way with anything though. Somebody's going to find a, a a problem with whatever you're using. If you've got if you pair it with vintage thirty, somebody's going to say that it's not the right the right thing to use with that amp. If you pair it with those, they're going to say they're they're cheap and nasty or mm. like they they sound crap or whatever. Like. Whatever sounds good to you, use it. Yeah, well, that's I mean that's the ultimate thing, isn't it? Um, in in the Black Star forums, which <laughs> I've uh, I've quit, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but we shan't get <laughs> we shan't get into that. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the consensus was um, was that vintage thirties uh, the the speaker of choice with the Black Stars. Almost everyone says, "Yeah, rip out the the seventy eighties or the uh, the Blackbird speaker and get in a vintage thirty. And it, it it's was like, that for the digital one or the modelling one? Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that was for the um, the, the, the HT series. HT series, yeah, yeah. Okay, or the yeah. or the, the series ones as well. They say that they're they're particularly good with the the V thirties. Um, I have got a vintage thirty kicking around somewhere, um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's not going to fit in this uh, this eight inch speaker housing. I know that for a fact. Well, yeah, got... The twelve inch vintage thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the struggle. Yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got somewhere around. I've got a um, one of the old. Um, Line six spider valve amps, and they came stock with a vintage thirty speaker, um, and the the amp um, is in a state where it doesn't work at the moment, and I think it's only the input jack which isn't working. But it would be nice to switch the speaker out of that, put it into something that's you know 
not a spoiler yeah. valve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to find that and and make that happen. Um, we we logged twenty minutes into the cast. So Matt, Matt, what have you been doing this week? Um, well, since the last cast, I've I've been fairly quiet in terms of I've not had any gigs, I've not had any practices because people keep going on holiday or you know just. It's it's a quiet time of the year for gigs yeah. for the like the first band. We're not in wedding season anymore. We're not quite in Christmas party season yet for for like private functions. So been fairly quiet. Um, most of my time has been spent playing the Telecaster and the and the Marshall Origin because I'm still absolutely digging the sound that I'm getting out of them. Um, I haven't got around to changing any of the bits for the for the Tele yet. My my decision was. Do you know what? I'll play it like this until the strings die, and then when I need to change the strings, I'll yeah, also yeah. change the scratch plate and I'll yeah, change the, the bridge. Yeah, just yeah, that makes then. sense. That makes sense because there's no point ruining a the perfectly good set of strings. That I mean, you you gotta have to change it all anyway because if you're changing the bridge, the strings need to come off. Yeah, so it makes sense that whilst whilst you're doing that. Then you you do the whole thing, yeah yeah I think I'd I'd agree with that. Um, so um, that's not the only uh, only bit of guitar-y stuff this week, is it? Because no, no, it's not video so dropped, what? isn't it? Because we talked about it on the last cast that um, that um, the, there was a certain video brewing. Yeah. Which was released last week sometime. No, it'll be two weeks ago now by the time this cast is released. Yeah. Um but yeah. Um so yeah, um the the Les Paul that the guitar geek guitar geek is uh is doing for me is finished. And indeed. Uh, it's in the UK. It's not yet in the Isle of Man, but it's in the UK and on its way to me. But the the video showing you what the guitar looks like now. Is finally out, so you can go go over to the Guitar Geeks channel and and have a look at that. Um, and it's almost perfect. He's done an absolutely stellar job on that, hasn't he? Yeah, it's like the 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 finish on the top is brilliant. Yeah, um, and yeah, just just everything about it um, looks really good. Um, I've had a spoiler for another. He, he actually did another video that hasn't yet been released on his channel. Um, that's coming out where he, he compares it to some other guitars, um, oh, and nice. I'll leave him. I'll, uh, I'll, I, I don't. I've not seen the video. Um, I know the outcome of it, but um, I won't even tell you what guitars he kind of compares it to. You, you'll have to go and uh, check. It, make sure you subscribe to his channel so you can check out when he when he drops that video, whenever that might be. Um, but yeah, he compares it to another couple of guitars, um, and then gives kind of a rundown as to where he thinks it fits in comparison to these other guitars. Yeah, because he'd um, he'd done a little playthrough and he he, uh, spoke favourably about it then, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think because he's ended up putting probably more work into this one than he did with the blue one. Yeah. Um, in the in the kind of by the end of it, um, I think he's he's really sad that he's not able to keep it himself. But yeah. Um, yeah. I like I can't wait to get my hands on the guitar. Um, it's it 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 
I know it's going to play really well. Um, it's a it's a nineties Les Paul studio, so it's got an ebony board as well. Yeah. Um, which is something I'm really looking forward to have because although I love an ebony board, I've never owned a guitar with one before. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like playability, I I I've owned an ebony board. I I, I can't remember it being that much different that I cared. Um, but it's it's the look on a Les Paul, isn't it? Having the ebony yeah. board, yeah, and that, it very much is. I think mine's a rosewood, <laughs> um, but hey ho. Um, again, like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Like it, it looks fine. Yeah. It looks fine yeah. enough for me. And that's it. Um, the the one thing I'm I'm not a hundred percent happy with. And if <laughs> <laughs> what would if that you've be? Watch the video. He uh, he makes sure that you're aware that. He knew that this was going to wind me up, and I am now going to have a little bit of rant about silver screws in black plastic next to black screws in black plastic. Which yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, it's just they stand out, especially when you've got four black screws and two silver screws in the same piece of plastic. It, they stand out so much. <laughs> and this, oh. like, this is going back to like. Like the, it must be in the first thirty casts because it was the twenty eighteen Les Paul Classic that sparked this originally because they had the black scratch plate with a like brilliant silver screw in the center of it that just kind of like on a black Les Paul with black P nineties it just kind of looks stupid. But <laughs> I'm sure I'm and, sure we had uh, had Andy on taking the piss out of you for this one. I'm I'm pretty sure. <laughs> He did, um, and I think, yeah, obviously he's he's remembered that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's done that, and then he obviously continues to listen to the podcast, even though he's not been on in quite a while, because uh, he knows that, like, mismatching um, knobs like you've got on some of your guitars <laughs> was going to annoy me as well. So he's put two gold speed knobs on and two black speed knobs. Oh, I need to give that man a hug. Like he's <laughs> he's he's made my he made my day. Like like watching that, I was I was absolutely cracking up. It was it was brilliant. Yeah, and and like fair play to him. Like it it makes for entertaining content for his channel. And but <laughs> I I was there in the comments. Like it's fine, it's, it's fine. fine. In my head, I'm going. In the head, I'm already on Amazon ordering new parts. Is it you? Yeah. <laughs> um. I th- like as much as I've complained about the silver screws and the black plastic, they'll probably stay because they like it's not as big as that one on the classic, and it's like yeah. not a silver screw in a black plate on a black guitar with black pickups. Yeah, it's it's excusable. It, yeah, it's excusable. Um, this the I, I need to wait and see the bridge because he's put silver saddles on a gold bridge or chrome saddles on a gold bridge because the gold saddles didn't have any notches in for the strings to sit in and he didn't want to cut them himself. Um, so yeah. I may well be ordering new saddles. I don't know. Um, I'll see how it looks. It, I might get away with it. It might look all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my um, my thin line telly, I've got a similar thing with the the tuners because I, I bought some gold tuners for it because all of the other hardware I bought like the bridge and the neck pickup were both gold. I bought some gold gold tuners as well. Um, but with the vintage style 
the vintage uh, spec, sorry, so the the eight millimeter holes. Yeah, they've got pushing pushing bushings. <laughs> right. Okay. P- pushing bushings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's a that's an episode title. <laughs> Tongue there, twister. Like, yeah, <laughs> pushing bushings, especially with a with a West Midlands accent. Pushing bushings. It's uh, <laughs> leads to leads to terrible things. So push bit bushings. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we're there. I think we're there. Uh, and very eloquent of you. Yes, very, very. Yes, yes. Um, and the the amount of effort they take to get out was more than I was willing to do. So I left the silver ones in with the gold <laughs> posts, and they look amazing. It looks Just much offsets it. Yeah, it looks so much better than the gold ones in the. Gold ones on the gold, so I left it, and it's it looks fine. And now because they're relatively cheap uh, tuners, they're, they're Wilkinson ones, so they're not they're not like premium premium spec. But they yeah. work, they work really well. Um, the gold has started to tarnish and kind of silver a bit as well, and that just it looks absolutely wicked. Yeah, so, yeah, so. and and that might be the case with this bridge. Obviously, it's a Gibson bridge, and it is Gibson saddles. It's just saddles from a different Gibson. Yeah, well, um, yeah, um, and uh, the the post as well. He bought, um, I can't even remember what company. Um, he bought the the Home. stop tail and um, the screws for the stop. T- I I can't quite remember. It might well have been, um, but yeah, he he bought the stop tail bar. Um, and it was because it was a Japanese built. They were metric, but Gibson's all imperial, so we couldn't get the the, the posts to screw in. We yeah. took taken the ones out of his Explorer, which if he'd have told me that that was the case, I'd have sent him some more cast to buy some buy some Gibson screws or something because I don't want anybody taking his guitars apart. But he's already done it, and he'd already like I I wasn't aware he'd done this, but yeah, he he took he took one of his favorite guitars apart just so that he could ship this guitar to me. At this time, um, which is just just shows you how much of a legend that, he is. Yeah, that is that's that's Andy all over that. He's for you. He's yeah. he's an absolute legend. He's a man after our own hearts. He is, and um, yeah, and he's put that together, and um, and he's put some pickups in from a brand I've not heard before, heard of before. Nick Silver pickups. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know where it's based, uh, where he's based, but. Um, they look really good. Um, from what Andy says, they sound really good. From the sound demos in the video, they sounded good to me. Um, yeah, yeah, they sounded said really the, good. Yeah, the Swans that or something, something along those lines. Um, but they're they're like vintage path kind of yeah esque pickups. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they they sound like through my rig. But um, looking forward to that. And they're like slightly slightly aged gold. Nice. So yeah, yeah, it's something I, to look forward to. Um, hopefully, by the next cast, um, yeah, we'll we'll be uh, hearing about all of the fantastic tones that you've got going on there. Yeah, um, and the fact that I've changed the knobs over already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so we've got like I say, we've got shit loads. Um, I'm quickly, very very quickly, uh, gonna mention. Um, 
a few things that I've got um, before we go, before we talk about um, the London International Guitar Festival or Leaks, um, which is something that will be mentioned extensively on episode 120B. Um, however, before I do that, uh, part of that is I, I actually met up with Lee of Pedalboards of Doom. Um, I mean, I, I met him the first time at the uh, the last guitar show that we went to, but I, I met him again. And he, he gave me a carrier bag of guitar pedals. <laughs> like, Jeez. literally, like a, a, a... I'll show you, yeah. Matt can vouch for you, and you, you can hear <laughs> you can hear that the uh, listeners there that that was an actual carrier bag, um, and this uh, this carrier bag had a bunch of pedals that I was really really excited about when they were released. Um, they've not been out for too long actually. This is the R series Joyo pedals. Um, so we've we've um, talked about them on the cast before. Uh, I think Lee has done. Uh, a few demos for the Pedal Boards of Doom channel and he's mentioned them as well. I believe he did like a live stream as well, unboxing and going through like the tones of some of them. Um, and he's passed them on to me because he knew that I was excited about them and wanted to give me some more stuff to demo, which was absolutely fab of him. So I'll give you a quick rundown of what I've got um, and a, a, like a brief overview. Because I've, I've had a... Uh, an opportunity to get to give them a try but not really much of a chance to uh to put them through the paces so um <laughs> i'm just gonna sit up and look at them because it's much easier to remember it that way uh so i've got the um the tor torren uh taurin uh which is like uh it's right like the the name is a uh, a, a race of people from Warcraft, I believe, uh, which are half, half bovine, half human. So you kind of get the idea of where that's that's aiming. Um, it's it's a clone of a certain other pedal. Uh, I've got the the Uzi, which is very metal. I can't, I couldn't even tell you what that's based on. Um, got the Maximus. Which is like a dual, uh, so it's like a, a drive and a boost built into a uh, like a fifteen fifteen ninety B B, so like one of the bigger cases, like like this. How would you describe like what size would you describe that as, Matt? Um, like like one and a half, kind of. Yeah, that's it? that's about fair. So, um. The only one? It's it's like yeah. a broadcast, but slightly bigger. Yeah, yeah, a bit like that. There you go. You you, you get the noise of me dropping it on the floor as well. Um, as per Lee last last live cast where he was fucking about with a box of uh, <laughs> box of Lee. I managed to edit that so it didn't sound so extreme, but it it must have lasted for about five minutes, didn't it? Oh, he's he's just sitting there <laughs> rustling and yeah, moving stuff and. That is what it is. It was, yeah. He 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 made me earn my keep with my <laughs> with my editing skills there. 
so uh, Maximus Turin, uh, Uzi, those are all the drive ones. I've got the 16 or the XVI, um, which is uh, an octave, uh, but it's it's a bit of a strange yeah. octave. Is it uh, a dual in, octave? Uh, yes, it's got, it's got an up and a down. It's got your sub-octave and your upper-octave. But it's also you got... So you got uh, sub-upper, like dry mix. So you can like completely mix out all your dry, which isn't unheard of with these type of pedals. But it's also got uh, a control called Mod, which adds like what? a... It's like a chorusy vibrato effect to the um, the octaves. And okay. We, if I mean, if you whack it all on, it sounds <laughs> sounds mental. But if you if you just feather it on just a touch, you can almost get like organy sounds. It's really cool. Um. So I, I think I'm gonna have a bit of fun with that one. Um, then we've got the Aquarius, which was the delay, which was I think we uh we mentioned that it was kind of like uh kind of like trying to take on the flashback. Uh, oh, it's got quite a few um quite a few modes on this. Let's have a let's have a look. See if I've, what I've got. Uh, so I've got uh digital. Analog, tape, uh, tape echo, tube echo, reverse, low bit, galaxy, mod, and looper. Um, yep. <laughs> so, like, there are some of those. There's some of those which are clearly geared towards a person like me. So, like, the, the kind of first way, the digital, analog, and tape, you can get your kind of reverby, um, Sits relatively, uh, relatively back in the mix kind of sounds, and then you've got some absolutely batshit crazy ones. Um, yeah, uh, so, is, is Galaxy like a really big one? Um, I can't remember. I think it was like a um, like it had a chorus effect on it or something. Uh, it might have been chorus and uh, like shimmer. Right. Uh, okay. So. As I was mentioning earlier, how I was a little bit intimidated by uh, trying to get the best out of the Raise of the Dead because it had one control. This yeah. is the complete opposite. <laughs> I, <laughs> trying to get the best out of it because it's got far too fucking many. That's it, yeah. And it it's... Well, at least with the Raise of the Dead, I know what to do with, um, like, extreme drive. I can give yeah. you, like, big riffs and, and whatnot. I don't know what to do with... Mental delay. Like I've I've never <laughs> gazed at my shoes for longer than I needed to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's uh, that's that one. And then the final one is is this one, uh, the one man band. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and try and show you this in the camera as best as I can. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you've got four controls on there, haven't you? And then and a switch. And a switch, yeah. Yeah. How would you think you would set the tempo of the drum loop on this? With one of the 
twisty knobs, probably bottom right. Uh, no, you okay? That that would be a a, a sensible one. That one says bar, which you'd think okay, maybe that's like like a speed setting. No, no, no. The bar weirdly is like um, the complexity of the drum uh, drum part. So if you're on like the the far right, it's really simple, and then towards the outer end, um, it's a lot more complex and then you've got your style one so you could have like complex latin grooves which again <laughs> uh, um, i don't think we're going to be going on that one for too long um no get, get your buddy uh, santana on with some complex latin grooves yeah complex latin grooves i uh I, I know of some santana tunes not sure i can play them authentically um like for usual uh loopers you you might have like a tap like yeah a tap that would be a clever function to have but it doesn't look like it's got a tap tempo oh oh right see this little light here matt yeah that you can hear that right yeah that that's a clicky thing that's a button that's your tap tempo so you can't hit it with your toes because it's such a small plastic button that if you've got shoes on, you're not hitting that without turning the pedal on and off. Yeah. Um, I, I I spent about 15 minutes trying to figure out how to get the... Um, going to get the, the, the tempo on this and then resigned myself to say, no, there's only one speed on it. This sucks. Um, and then I watched the video afterwards, and and uh, it took yeah. me it, it took me a few videos actually to find uh, to find the description. Yeah, so uh, this is a public service announcement for anyone who may be thinking of of getting the one man band. That's how you change the fucking tempo. Uh, the black plastic LED. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was a bit strange. Uh, okay. Uh, I yeah, tap tempo is is definitely something that would make sense in a thing on like anything like that. I think it's more meant as a as a practice tool rather than a a performance tool. And for that, it's it it's yeah. I mean the the drum sounds were were quite nice. And um, uh, if I could get the tap tempo to work, I'm sure I could get it to make some. Make some tunes. It might even be making its way into some of my videos to to give me a backing uh, and make uh, make things a little bit easier for me. Because at the moment I, I have to program things in by um, inputting MIDI into one program, then importing it into my my DAW. So that's a bit of a ball like. Um, I so, don't. I don't understand what you just said. I really don't understand what you just said. I'm, I'm very much a technophobe <laughs> in terms of I can't do any of that shit. Like, just yeah. find a find a backing track on YouTube that's copyright free. Yeah, I mean that would be the sensible thing, wouldn't it? That would that would be what the 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 time savvy uh, YouTube guy would do. Go, oh yeah, I'll just I'll pick up some uh, some simple simple backing tracks and there. Then the, away the, we go. The, 
The problem with the YouTube backing tracks is they don't have one bit in six eight, one bit in four four, one bit in two four, like one bit in eleven yeah. fifteen and a half. <laughs> so yeah, that that's um, that will be coming out soon. So on the uh, uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a chat about this before the, before the cast on the um, the range master. So the Hello Sailor range master um, video which will be out soon. It might be out this week. It might be out next last. week. It might be out last week. Who knows? <laughs> no, it's it, It's either going to be the next one released. So like, it will be this Wednesday or the Wednesday after. Um, but the um, the track that I wrote for that was a little bit complex. Um and and yeah, it, it it uses the time signature ten eight. Uh, so there you go. At some points, it's not it's not ten eight the entire way through. Don't worry, we're not going prog. Well, although we actually probably are, um, inadvertently. Um, so yeah, so I've got those uh, those R series pedals, and that that should do me. Um, video-wise until the end of the year, I would have thought. But maybe not. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Yeah. You know what you're like. You'll you'll upload a video on, on a Wednesday and then they'll all release on a Thursday even though you didn't set them to release on a Thursday. Yes. And you've <laughs> never released a video on a Thursday. <laughs> no. no. And now YouTube will be expecting me re- to release another one this Thursday. <laughs> Never ending, mate. It's never ending. Don't get into um, this game. And, and like I said to you before the cast started, I've tried to turn my bedroom to make it look a little bit more like a studio so I can record some videos at some point. So we mentioned that I'd try and do one for the Origin and one for the, the telly. So I'll try and get them done fairly soonish. And I'm sure I can find some other things to do some videos on. So I might try and get on, on in on this, like Video Lark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I'd li- I'd like I'd like one on the range master if you can, so we can compare notes. Because I've got one now, Whee! Yeah. and I'll try I'll try and coax Lee into doing one as well, so he does one on the range master. We've all done one, and see, <laughs> like see how how our different takes work. I don't like either of you are going to do it in in ten eight. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I uh, don't even know what ten eight is. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I get, I, I get four four. Yeah, get sort of get three four in that I can think of a couple of songs in three four, seven eight money by Pink Floyd's in seven eight. So I can think of a song in seven eight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know any other time signatures. Sol, uh, Salisbury Hill as well by um, uh, Peter Gabriel in seven eight. Okay, there you go. So yeah, I, I like I can think of songs in those time signatures. Ten eight. I haven't got a clue. You could probably, if you've uh, listened to much Thin Lizzy, you could probably do twelve four as well. Is that not is... just four four? What's the difference but... between twelve four and four four? Sorry, twelve eight and four four. So, oh, right. um, twelve twelve eight is. Uh, I, I really apologise here for any any listeners who are uh, musical theory phobic, but this it will be quick. I I assure you. So, 
twelve eight is a compound time signature, which uh, means that it's it it has the feel of one time signature, um, but mixed in with another kind of feel um, in in its most basic terms. Uh, so the way that you look at it is it's it's a bar of four four, but in triplet feel. It's one, two, three, two, two, three, three, two, three, four, two, three. That's where you right, get the okay. twelve. Um yeah. and Thin Lizzy were um notorious for that. Um Yeah, it's almost like a jig, isn't it? Into like Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and like very much the same with uh six eight as well. So loads of songs that are six eight uh are basically like swung uh two four pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I pr- I probably play songs that aren't four four and three four, and I just don't know because I I yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just I just listen to it and play it. Um, like I was I was telling you at the start of the cast, I struggle with an Elvis Presley one, Dead Trouble, because it mm. it's like two two goes round of a normal twelve bar, then yeah. it doubles the speed. And does one go round of a normal twelve bar, but instead of instead of going then into another twelve bar, it's then got three four three four two beats, and then it's back into four bar. And every single time that happens, fucks with my head. Yeah, it says. because I've got to go from like playing twelve bar to counting, and I've never done that before. And then like I just got it one week where. The drummer's just hitting on three, hitting on three, hitting on three, and then you just have to listen for the singer to come back in. And as soon as I worked out that I don't have to count, just drum beat, drum beat, drum beat, vocals is where you come back in. Fuck the counting off straight away. Ignore what what the time signature is and just play where I need to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and even though I I have uh, some some mild musical training. I, I am a guitarist at heart and I, I tend to do that. I remember back when I was in school and I'd 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 not been playing guitar long, <laughs> probably about six months. Uh but the guitar teacher had every faith in me and I don't know why. Um <laughs> but he got me and uh, me and my friends to play Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. Um which yeah, cool, awesome riff. Um, but he he went about it by trying to get us to count it because it's it's in a very odd time signature as well. Um, whereas I have almost no doubt that Jimmy Page wouldn't have been counting that. He wrote a riff that sounded awesome and went, "Okay, band, work Quiet. around this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it was probably John Paul Jones who like. Uh, Worked it out musically and and manuscripted it up. Yeah. Um, if if even that happens, but yeah, um, it was something like it, that was a like a five eight uh, count, and he was trying to get us to go and no, and you come in on on beat three here, and we're like no no no, <laughs> <laughs> don't talk nonsense to me. We start here yeah. and then we end. Yeah, you yeah you kind you come in after feel you just you you wait for the vocal. Hey hey, mama said the way you move gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah, it's yeah. not it's it's not a case that you're counting the vocal. You're just you, you're giving it that little bit of time to rest, and then you just jump in whenever the fuck you feel like it. And I'm pretty sure that that's the way that Jimmy Page did it. He weren't sitting there going, "Okay, one, two, three, four, five, two, four, five. There, there we go." He wasn't <laughs> yeah. doing that at all. That's yeah, just he- reminded me of um, one of the status quo ones we do where I have no idea what the time signature is for one bit of it. Um, what was the one that we did for one of the songs that we did earlier in the year, Song Challenger? Uh, down Down, was it? Or was it? No. Uh, Sweet Caroline. No. Uh, dun, dun, dun. That's, that's Down Down? Is it? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So uh, one of the bits, the yeah, yeah. And then from the from the quiet bit to the next time you do the it's all feel. I haven't got a fucking clue. I couldn't count it. Couldn't work out how to count it. Just yeah, ended up just going by feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't aware that that was that was even an odd time signature. I just thought I, it I, was like a rubato feel where you just. Hang on it until you the fuck you feel like it. Well, it's this, the, I, I would have thought that, but it's the same every time around. It's the same yeah. length of time. But I can't count like six and three quarter seconds or whatever it is. So I just <laughs> kind of wing it yeah. Um, yeah. and everybody just follows me. And, and that was, that's what works with the band. But Yeah, because it, it, it's just solo guitar, isn't it? Yeah, it's just guitar on its own. There is so there drums, you go. It's, but I, like you, you, you've got three or four strums before anything else needs to come in. So I've just yeah. gone right. I've no idea where I need to come in here, so I'm coming in when I want to come in. Yeah, you're setting the tempo with the three or four strums, so you're all good. Yeah, I think we've we've veered off down musical musical theory avenue. And I did say, I mean, we're, it's saying on my time that we're we're at an hour. I don't think we are. I think we're fifty five minutes ish. Um. But it's still pretty fucking close, considering I said that we were going to talk about links. Uh, so, so let's yeah. do that. Okay. Uh, so get a, bit, this, get a bit of links done. That's it. Last last weekend. Uh, in fact, not not last weekend, according to you, because yesterday Sunday would have been a live cast. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to you, String Butler winners, whoever you are. <laughs> so, so I think that's been uh, announced tomorrow as well, or yesterday. Sorry, uh, yesterday, which is yeah. also in four days' time and not tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, this so, time really fucks with you, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um. So we went. We went to Ligs, uh, which is London International Guitar Festival show. Sorry, that'd be Ligoff. Um. And yeah, it, both myself, um, Will, and Lee went. Um, we didn't see much of Lee actually. Lee was Lee was off gallivanting doing Timepedia stuff, uh, and me and Will did some some videos. Uh, but I wanted to talk because we in in the the supplementary podcast this week we talk a lot about um, the places that we went, uh, like the the. Um, uh, exhibits that we went to see and and whatnot. Um, but I wanted to actually talk about the uh, the show experience itself, um, because 
the the fact that you live on the Isle of Man means that you wouldn't be able to get to these shows as readily as us. So I kind of wanted to share with you the the experience of these guitar shows, Matt. Yeah. Uh, because you know, Aaron is caring. Um. Uh, so this one, uh, was uh, Kempton. Kempton Park was it? It's a like a horse racing uh, place. Yeah, it's a so, racetrack in London, in just inside the M25, isn't it? You see, yeah, you you know better than I do. My sat nav told me where to go, and I went there. So, yeah, I, I I know where it is. Again, yeah, I, you... I, I basically whilst you were talking about it on the last live stream, I looked at the cost of trying to get down for it, and it was just like yeah, it cost me like four hundred quid. So I decided against it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a it was a decent show, but it's not four hundred quid's worth of show, mate. <laughs> but, um, yeah, next next time we've got got one coming around, I'll try and remember in advance to kind of book because yeah. I reckon I can get it under a couple of hundred quid, and it'd be worth at least experiencing one once because you get so, to like play all sorts of weird stuff, don't you? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's it's an interesting experience. Uh, I, I, what I wanted to do was kind of compare the three. Uh, so with Liggs, uh, the way that it was set out this year, and I don't know because it was my first one. I'm going to assume that it was it's it's set out very similar uh, amongst all years. So it's a, like a multi-story uh, experience. You've got essentially you've got like three floors. The top floor is like dining and uh, and like refreshments. So you kind of discount that one. Uh, the bottom floor was mostly um, like guitar shops. There were like the occasional, uh, occasional brand uh, down there, but it was mainly like there was there was a big stand from uh, PMT. Um, yeah. So they they had like a, a big stand with like a, a few custom shops, a few like standard stuff. Some of their like pre-owned stuff as well. Um, Harlequin guitars were there, so um, Joe Branton from the Guitar Nerds. He he was uh, doing his reverb stores, uh, like live version essentially. Um, there there were another couple of couple of different things like Ernie Ball as well, who were there, but uh, like had just the strings. Uh, were there so it was it was it was almost a bit like uh a bit like a flea market downstairs but like a guitar centric flea market there was some awesome uh awesome little stands there was like a, a weird one that looked like some bloke had turned up with like like for a jumble sale brilliant <laughs> uh, but there, it was like weird like vintage vintage pedals i actually saw uh an old boss ce one in the flesh uh, like one of the massive, uh, like yeah. the ones that they used to use on the keyboard that like were hardwired, uh, like some vintage EHX stuff as well, which again had power cables coming out of them. Um, yeah. and all, all of this kind of like mental kind of flea market stuff. Then the, the second floor was, uh, like more pedals and amps. Which, unsurprisingly, was where I spent most of the day, uh, because along, 
it was it was basically like a long uh like two two rows almost uh of tables so you'd have like a table to the left and to the right but then two of those uh like a long thing almost kind of corridor-esque um and on that floor we had uh like maybury guitars tate effects hello sailor effects uh pedal patch xander effects all within like the space of about five tables so yeah um it was like a <laughs> like i mentioned uh, i met lee for the second time being there i actually got to meet some of the people that i've had like done interviews with um and like i've been chatting online and all of these guys that do the um the guitar cartel stuff um like hello sailor joe uh been chatting to him online and and i've uh like built up a friendship with him uh over the past year and never actually met the bloke and i actually got to see him um in in the flesh same with um uh everything joseph uh dave rage like everything joseph who is uh now uh extremely of going to one this episode of the podcast because we've not <laughs> mentioned any news um but yeah i got to meet uh meet everything justice when we we had like a, a little jam as well yeah he, um he, that was on uh hello sailors either facebook or instagram story yeah, your yeah, jam yeah. with everything joseph yeah and um just as a quick aside um like the uh the the maybury blue i think he's he's what he calls it the his s type absolutely yeah. fantastic guitar um, but what really struck me is I, I couldn't hear the guitar that I was playing because I was stood behind the speaker. Um, but on that video, it sounds amazing. Uh, it's yeah. St- Stuart's uh, Gibson Les Paul, um, which has got uh, Iron Gear Tesla Sharks in it. And they sound really good. This, this pink guitar next to me, Iron Gear Tesla Sharks, they're in my pink Sparkle Strat. They seem bloody fantastic. I was cracking, really cracking pickups for like forty quid a pickup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well impressed with that. Um, so yeah, uh, the fact that we got to meet all of these, uh, all of these amazing people. Um, <laughs> the the day was really weird because it was um, we like being on uh, like the amps and pedal uh, floor. Is is basically meant that we were in the noisiest bit of the show, because um, all the amp manufacturers want to turn their amps up because they sound better when they're cranked, don't they? Yeah. So there'd be that, uh, and, not, and pedal manufacturers, of course, want to uh, want to be able to demonstrate their pedals, but often case would be um, overshadowed by the fact that amps are louder. Um, <laughs> So there was there was a lot of kind of creative headphone solutions. Um, Stuart Tate was rocking the um, the Boss uh, tube amp expander, yeah. which that sounded good. <laughs> sounded really good. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I had the, the fifteen hundred quid that they cost or whatever it is, I'd have one. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I was I was chatting with a couple of guys on the cartel today. Um, because one of them was saying, "Oh, I'm I really think I want to um, really think I want to go for that new Strymon Iridium." And I was like, "Yeah." To be fair, it don't sound bad at all. However, it's pretty much the same price as the HX Stomp. And I think I'd prefer the more choice that the Stomp gives. Even though, in my mind, I think I'm justifying it as the fact that the Strymon models will be better because they're specific models rather yeah. than like a broad spectrum, I think I'd I'd rather for the for what I'd use the HX stump for or the iridium, I'd rather that than than the other. But it's 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 interesting. And like then one of them one of them piped up and says, Yeah, tube bump expander. Like, <laughs> like, different different price points slightly. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. As as awesome as that would be. And it, it it would give the best possible tone because, again, what I'm using using it for is to kind of upgrade my silent uh, silent recording ability. So at the moment, I run a preamps into my computer and then do the impulse response load in there. Um, but I want to do all of the all of the processing out of the computer so that I'm freeing up the computer, uh, the CPU, so that it's not having to struggle. Um, and and that would be done either through like something like an Iridium or like a an HX stump, which does it all uh, it, via the processing power of that, and then you just import the the audio into your um, into your computer. Yeah. The tube amp expander would do exactly the same, but I was, <laughs> it's just like the problem is like the the things that I've got to put through the tube amp expander. Um, Aren't aren't things you really want to expand? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it also it it's yeah. called a tube ant expander, but it does reduce as well, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's exactly that. But like this, the the, the HT five is, I think I, I bought it for like two hundred quid, um, and it is it's it punches above its price point there completely, but it doesn't. It it doesn't quite punch up to the fifteen hundred pounds worth of uh, tube expander. <laughs> yeah. And then, like the other thing is, like I've got I've got a couple of classic thirties, and they don't have um, speaker outputs. <laughs> yeah, you so, have to yeah desolder it, mod it. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's not it's not a difficult job, but it's. Like for the sake of uh, like a more expensive thing, I'd have to do more to make that work than I would the Ajax uh, stump. So, yeah, I think I'm still sold on the stump. Uh, but yeah, uh, back back on legs. So, um, we got to meet like loads loads of the loads of the cartel chaps, and we talk uh, in depth a little bit more about um, all of the stuff that we saw saw there. Um, but yeah, so that the 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 way that the day was broken up is you'd have like for every hour of the show, you'd have a fifteen minute quiet time section of it. So 
the uh, the bloke had come uh, come over on the tannoy um, about like about two or three times louder than any of the amps going on. Go, all right now, guys, it's quiet time. So everyone turn your amps to. And it was so fucking loud. Uh, it was it was it was like a comical irony, the fact that he was telling us to be quiet in the loudest possible voice. Um, but I suppose you need to you need to be able to do that to get over the top of the amps. Yeah. Um, and and once the quiet time would happen, like or a lot of the people would put put people through the headphone amps. So, like the guys with the amp, like amplifiers, would then go through like a a load box or whatever. And um, most of the pedal guys had headphone amps anyway. So, I mean, like I say, Stuart had the the tube amp expander, the, the most over the top headphone <laughs> setup you can think of. Um, um, and yeah, so that that was quite similar to the way that Birmingham do it as well. So in in the Birmingham show, um, they had uh, quite at times. Uh, and I think it was, yeah, again, 15 minutes for every hour. But they'd use a klaxon rather than a, a, a bloke shouting across the tunnel. Um, but a, a load of people relied on the uh, the headphone amps anyway. There were, there were quite a few uh, relying on the, the Moor... Um, Headphone amp systems, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, the Monty's guys always bring a Kemper, um, which again, like a bit like the tube expander, is like vastly overkill. Uh, the 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 UK guitar show, um, they were a lot quieter. Pretty much everything. Uh, in that was going through a um was going through some some form of uh like attenuation and was uh was really quiet um and what they also did is the the stalls weren't as closely uh, compacted together they were spread out quite nicely yeah which meant that um there were less things to look at but the noise spread uh, spread evenly as well. So that worked out very well. Uh, but like I say, like a, a, a bunch of the, uh, like if I'm thinking about like KMA pedals and uh, B-Tronics, um, they, they all had like headphone setups where they either had like a, like a two-note uh, two system underneath the desk so that you could... Uh, you could hear the pedals, um, like you could hear the pedals perfectly, um, but without making mass amounts of noise. Okay. So they they got like really different feels. Um, Lee said that the one that he went to in Germany was completely silent, and that everything went through, uh, everything went through headphones there, um, which he said was an ideal, uh, an ideal situation. Um, if I if I had to rank um, the guitar shows uh, in in terms of like uh, customer experience, like enjoyment, um, 
I would say that Birmingham would be the clear winner. Because uh, even though it's it's lot really tightly tightly packed and and it's probably the most noisy at the lot, um, there's so much going on there. Um, you almost feel like, even if you've gone round it a couple of times, you feel like there's more to uh, more to see. Yeah. Um. And, I the. The one that we went to last week and leagues was quite similar in that in that sense. I know that we we'd spent quite a bit of time um hanging out with our friends essentially um on on that top floor um but we'd we'd gone down and had a look a couple of times as well we'd gone down to the the bottom floor and had a look um yeah. so i I don't know if it's if it's Quite a quite a fair test because we were doing, uh, we were there doing kind of YouTubey stuff as well, so that we we were um, a little bit more preoccupied with that as well. Uh, whereas with the Birmingham one, uh, I've went there both times pretty much as a punter rather than um, quote unquote on business. So yeah. I don't know if if that um, alters the. Um, the experience any but yeah like so what I, what i would say if you're looking to do a uh one of the guitar shows come and do the uh come and do the birmingham one um, yeah I'd, I'd be up for that like i say if i get a bit of notice um i'll definitely try and do the next one i don't know what time of year the birmingham one is uh birmingham one's in february usually on a around what? Around the later end of February, so like the twentieth onwards. Uh, right, so that okay. that would be a, a good one to do. Um, and if if we can possibly get in uh, passes for both days, so having like the Saturday and the Sunday, which would be awesome. Um, and, and last year, I'd uh, on the. On the Saturday night, I went out. Uh, was it the Saturday or did I go out on the Sunday? I went out to <laughs> to one of my uh, one of my favoured pubs in Birmingham with uh, with a couple of the guys. So there's Stuart, uh, guys from Pedal Patch, Hampstead, uh, Matt from Fidelity as well. And <laughs> so possibly taking you to to one of uh, Birmingham's great pubs. <laughs> yeah, well, I, th- I think. I'll definitely att- attempt to be able to that because, like I say, I'd like to do one just to just to experience what they're like. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. If you're recommending the Birmingham-based one is the the best punter experience, that's the best one to start with, isn't it? Well, that's it. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Liggs was really good. Uh, I would I'd recommend that uh, to people. I, it, it took me uh, like a two-hour. A two-hour trip to get there, um, and next year I'd I'd do it again. I'd I'd happily do it again. It was worth the effort that I put in for it. Um, the venue was really good. The venue, like possibly, um, a slightly better venue for that kind of event than the Birmingham one. The Birmingham one, uh, the parking's terrible. <laughs> it's it's kind of. It's a, a weird place within in, within Birmingham city centre. 
it's it's on the outskirts. So the parking, if you don't get parking within the the uh, the hall itself, then you're pretty screwed. <laughs> um, which I don't suppose will be too much of a problem for you if you're you're travelling here. But again, like the um, the the links um, like on the bus and whatnot, it you could easily miss it if you if you didn't know what you were looking for. So, um, yeah. whereas I mean, I mean, what I'd do is I'd fly to Birmingham Airport and give you some petrol money and say, "Can you pick me up on the way?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that that would that would make complete another sense. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be probably what I'd be doing. Yeah, yeah. You'd you'd be better off uh, getting Yeoman to pick you up from there because he he doesn't live too far from there. And in fact, actually, he uh, he picked me up for the last show. So potentially next one, I'm driving. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's a that's a plan. Um, what what else did we want to? want to do i mean i've got some news um we're an hour and ten ish um, i think i think we've we've lost to joe i think we might as well ultimately completely lose and just scrap the news off to sunday um yeah what I, what i wanted to do though um we've we've touched touched on it a little bit and this can be a little kind of semi news segment um, because we we've in the in the other cast we pretty much do this one uh, proper news style. Uh, um, so the Strom and Iridium. Um, what are your thoughts on on this new Strymon pedal? Have you heard I, much about it? I've, I've I've I know about it. I don't know. I uh, and this is sound really bad. I couldn't give two flying fucks about this type of pedal. So I've yeah. seen that it exists. Yeah. And I've seen lots of people going, oh, look at this. This is amazing. And, oh, I'm going to pick one of these up so that I can not have an amp on stage and go into a, a rig or, or, you know, it's going to be a great version of this type of pedal. Yeah. Um, and I've seen all these people talking about it and I've not got the inclination to read any of the articles about it because I just don't care. Yeah. So, um, f- for me, it it scratches the same itch as the uh, the HX Stomp, as I mentioned earlier. Um, so it it's there in place of your amp, so you could uh, like essentially turn up to a gig with a pedal board with this on, plug that directly into the the desk. But then sound as if you're going through uh, uh, an actual setup rather than because if you plug your pedal board directly into a desk, it will sound shit. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it will give uh give the the illusion of having a, a mic'd up amp between the pedal board and the uh and the desk. So there is that. For the for people who want that, or or yeah, so for for people who who are potentially looking for that solution, the HX Stomp 
is a complex little unit. It's got uh it's got drive pedals in it, it's got modulation pedals, it's got all of these different yeah, it's got yeah, so it's got it's essentially like if you think of like the M series pedals, which were like all of the stomp boxes you could ever think of. Yeah. But then on top of that you've got Amp Sims, Cab amp, Sim. Yeah, all of these different amp sims, you've got the cab sims, but then you've got the the microphones on those cabs as well. Yeah. Uh, and and all of that all, all of that like selectability and tweakability could be that step too far for certain people. I'm thinking like I'm thinking the old boys here. Who... I'd be the same like I, I would look at it, I would find two settings that I liked, maybe three and I'd never ever change it ever again because it's just it, like you're sp- you're so spoilt for choice that yeah you if if you sat down and you wanted to try all the different combinations you'd be here till fucking Christmas twenty twenty eight yeah and and part of that um, that option paralysis is 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 why you might think that the the iridium is a uh, hmm. a, a, a instantly more usable um, unit, and yeah, it, it is simply like you've got bass, middle, and treble controls. You've got a drive control. You've got a level control. You've got a control that's called room. So it gives. I mean, it, it almost works in a kind of like faux reverby thing. Yeah. It's more of like the sense of, uh, like the sense of it being present in a room. Yeah. So, if you have no none of that room on, it's like you're, uh, like slapping a microphone directly onto that cone. You just get a completely sterile sound, yeah. and it seems unnatural. I mean, they've given that as an option, um, so you can you can dial all of the room out. But you dial a little bit of the room in, and it just it just makes makes the sound feel like it's not just uh, like a, a close mic'd uh, isolated sterile sound. Yeah, um, and that's really difficult to do. I've had to do that on my computer um, by like tuning in a, a reverb plugin. To sound like my room, so I've kind of listened to what the reverb in this actual room is like, and trying to tune it as best as I can to fit that. And it it gives a certain sense of space, but it's not, it's still not quite there. Um, whereas I imagine Strymon are a little bit better at this than I am. <laughs> so I mean, if 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 they put it on one of their pedals, I'm pretty sure they're confident that they're better at it than you. Yeah, yeah, and and they've they've done it three times over as well because you've got using uh using a combination of the foot switch and the the knob, you can select what type of room it's in. So like a small room, a medium room, or a large room. Uh, so it's got that as a an instant tweakability. Um, but if like, like I say, if you're one of these one of these old boys who who just wants something that's got the controls of an amp, and you want to dial it in, 
just turn that room a little bit until it sounds sounds natural. Bang on, you're sorted. And that's the that's the beauty of the uh, the Strymon unit. It's no nonsense. I think that's possibly where the uh, the other Strymon units excelled as well. They they got all of these studio um, studio quality. Uh, effects like the reverbs and the tape emulation and the modulation and all of this but in a package where they had just styles that were really intuitive yeah um so it, it is a, it's a really similar price to the, the hx stomp and, and which is why i say for me i'd go the hx stomp because i know i am confident that i could probably learn that and use that and get it to a point where I can get that sounding as good as the Strymon, but then instead of having like a Fender, a Marshall, and a Vox sound, I've then got however many different sounds. I've also got bass, uh, bass emulation on the um, on the HX Stomp as well. You got bass, uh, bass amps and cabs, which would be ultimately. Um, useful for me like doing these these demos i'm yeah. having to use like a a faux bass amp plug-in on the uh, on the computer and it's it's a, a like a an emulation of a, a metal bass amp and i have to try and eq it so that it doesn't sound really really metal <laughs> it doesn't doesn't work because it always comes out sounding like a metal bassist I'm playing like a pop tune. <laughs> it says like these like leather clads <laughs> blokes playing like depping bass for me. <laughs> he turns up with his SVT and all of the knobs removed because everything's on 10. You're doing everything. <laughs> yeah. And that's the bass tone that I get. It's, it's not the bass tone that I want, but it's the bass tone <laughs> that I get. I mean, it's a bass tone at the end of the day. It's never going to be what you want, is it? <laughs> that, that's it, yeah. It's, um, yeah, as long as it's a bass tone, yeah, it'll do. And I think, I think that's probably where we'll, uh, where we'll end it. Because it's, it's getting late. And, yeah, we've podcasted for a while. <laughs> it's probably about the 15th time you've yawned in the past 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, I'm really sorry. It's just, even though I'm off... <laughs> I'm trying to like get up at the normal time of a human being and go to bed at the normal time of a human being. Yeah, well, podcasting to stupid o'clock isn't going to help that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, and uh, you, I, I've got to thank you for the fact that when you are yawning, you're you're doing it away from the microphone, so that I'm not having to edit it out. Which is you're getting a thumbs up from me, Matt. Yeah, I try and do, if I'm not talking in the microphone, I try and like stay away from it a little bit, so you don't have to do any editing. Yeah, 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 and that that is that is um, that is the way it should be. Uh, but it's very very considerate of you. So thank you, thank you for doing that. Um, so if you want to catch us, that's both both me and Mister Matthew Coyne, who I think may have gone again. Are you still there? Your picture had gone. I am still here. Good, good. I was, I was having flashbacks of when the, uh, when the internet dropped, uh, which you listeners will not know because I'll have expertly edited that out. <laughs> just be cut, 
Until <laughs> mid-sentence. Oh. Uh, Stick a klaxon at the end. Because you were talking about legs and how there's klaxons like to tell people to shut up. Put a klaxon there. I, I, I might even go one better than that and have the Batman transition sound. <laughs> yes, do it. Do uh, it. <laughs> that'd be quite good. Um, so, yeah, if you want to catch us online, um, we are in the Fret Talk podcast group, which is awesome. It's full of amazing people. And um, Stuart Tate uh, occasionally takes a piss out of people. Uh, we've got Doug Doug Christ who will um, post uh, post memes based on what we've uh, what we've talked about in the podcast, which is absolutely hilarious, and I love it. Thank yeah. you. Uh, there's there's yeah, just some amazing people in there. So yeah, come join the fun. Um, we are also uh, frequenters of the. Pedalboards of Doom uh, group as well. We live casting there occasionally. Uh, are we? Are we having you this weekend, Matt? The live casting. Um, I can't make this week. I'll I'll explain after the cast why I can't make this week. Okay, but, that's not a problem. Well, it, by by the time this comes out, it'll, it'll already have gone. So yeah, so I won't they, be there yesterday. Yeah, he won't. He won't. He won't be there yesterday. Yeah, that's how time works. Um. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to want to catch me online, um, yeah, I, I appear on Pedal Boards of Doom YouTube channel quite a bit as well. Um, I, I I did a quick count, and out of the past thirteen videos that have been released since about uh, kind of since about like February time, since so out of those thirteen, I I have appeared in seven. This is. Pretty good. Good go. Good going. Over, over half, isn't it? Um, but I, I, I appear in a lot more of the, the uh, ones on the Budget Pedal Chop channel. I'm not going to say all, because I have had some takeovers, which have been warmly welcomed. Matt, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I'll try and get some more recorded at some point, so you can have some more of those. Bang it. Um, yeah. You are here, underscore Matt Q, at pretty much everything. Yep. Uh, so that's Twitch, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Fantastic. It's, it's like I've done this before. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's all for this week. If you wouldn't mind, listener, you lovely person, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Uh, share this podcast with your friends. Because more people what listen, the better things what we can do. We've got, like I said, we we've got the string butler uh, competition running at the moment. But the more listeners we've got, the uh, bigger the prizes can happen. Like maybe two string butlers next time, maybe even three. I could do with three string butlers. I've got I've got at least three guitars that could uh, could benefit from them. Um, but yeah, hey. That's us for the week. So, from myself, Monsieur Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week.
that really uh really polarizes us there because when i think sugar i think uh system of a down they had a song called Sugar. <laughs> I know, I've, yeah, I've I've gone totally <laughs> fucking sideways. Yeah, you, you've you've gone down like <laughs> '60s pop, and I've gone down like 2000s new metal. Yeah. Oh, it's um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Sugar Sugar would have been like the second second in line, or then Sugar were going down by um, or those guys. Yeah. As you were saying, but System of a Down, I was thinking Sugar were going down. Uh, yeah, that's a much more palatable song, if I'm honest. Or, or even pour some sugar on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really bad that we're supposed to be like these rock guitarists and it's taken us four <laughs> songs to get to uh, get to the, the, the classic rock staple. 